The following program may contain coarse language, violence, nudity, mature subject matter, or scenes which may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. AVS Media Papa Hotel Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November, good afternoon, uh, Richard Five. Good afternoon, read you five as well, Papa Echo November. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the x everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide, toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Exonation. this hour we're going to be talking about ghosts, demons, possession... Heaven, Hell, Reincarnation, Ouija Boards, Spirits, and much more. My guest this hour is Blair Jett. And Blair, let me see, he uh, he was taught uh, by Hessel Union Church in California, Church of the Wicca, Church of Satan, Shaman Spiritualism Healing. And... Um, He's the gentleman behind ghosthauntings.org. And Blair, welcome to the X-Zone. Well, thank you, Rob. It's great to be here. Thank you. Great having you with us, uh, Blair. Uh, My goodness, uh, you've certainly done your homework when it comes to spirituality. Uh, You know, know, Protestant teachings, Wicca, 
Church of Satan, shaman, spiritualism, healing, and and I'm sure there's there's other uh, there's other lessons in there that you've learned as well. Uh, what was your inspiration for getting into the the ghost hunting spiritual business? Well, you know, Rob, I was uh, born and raised in California, and mm-hmm. I grew up in the 70s and the 80s, and um, I was exposed to death at uh, actually a very young age. Uh, just like most families, I've had uh, grandparents mm-hmm. and aunts and uncles pass away. Uh, but my sister, uh, who was 15 years old at the time, she passed away when I was 10 years old, oh, and I was actually, yeah, I was I was actually quite close to her. Uh, and then, of course, I was, uh, uh, you know, quite close to my mother as mm-hmm. well, and she passed away about 10 years later. She was killed in a car accident. And so I think growing up, I probably just had uh, most of the same questions that uh, probably anyone would have, and questions like, you know, what happens to us when we die? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is there life after death? And, uh, you know, just the average questions that anyone would, would wonder. And uh, I was raised in a basically pretty much a Christian household uh, after the death of my sister uh, when I was 10 years old. Uh, my parents uh, pretty much made us go to church every Sunday. And um, I, I learned, you know, some things about it uh, during my church-going days. But, you know, I was never fully content mm-hmm. uh, with what I was being taught in Christianity. There was just... To me, anyway, it seemed like there were some holes in uh, in what they were teaching me, and uh, that it, it, some of the stuff just wasn't quite making sense to me. And as years went on, uh, around the age of 13 and 14, I, I had a couple of uh, paranormal encounters uh, at that age, uh, which really started to make me wonder. And uh, by the time I hit about 18, I began going through kind of an an enlightenment period. I think it's a stage of life yeah. most of us go through. And so I started looking around and, and examining other religions and other uh, belief structures. And at that time, I, I came across Wicca. Uh, and I was, um, I was very fascinated with uh, that, that, uh, that existence. And uh, I pretty much adopted uh, Wiccan structures in my belief, and um, for well over probably 30 years, I was, uh, I would say, very hardcore Wiccan. All right, uh, Blair, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exo Nation, this is one hour you will not want to miss. Blair Jett is our special guest. We're talking about ghost hauntings, things that go bump in the night, exorcisms, spiritual possession, and much more. Blair Jett is my guest www.ghosthauntings.org That's ghosthauntings.org Blair Jett and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. 
As this is the first book in the esoteric series, modern esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Exonation of Blair Jett is my special guest. His website is www.ghosthauntings.org. And Blair, before we went to the two-minute commercial break, uh, you were telling us about how you progressed uh, through your younger years, uh, you know, going from a Christian uh, background and raising, uh, being raised uh, in the Christian traditions to where you were searching and because you yourself and I and many others find holes within the religious uh, philosophies that were brought up in. And when you ask questions, you just don't get answers. So then you were telling us that, that you spent a, a number of years with Wiccan, with the Wiccans uh, in their philosophy. And what, what did you learn and what was satisfying for you being a, being a Wiccan? 
Well, I found that um, many of those questions I had that Christianity just couldn't seem to provide answers mm-hmm. to, I began finding uh, answers through Wicca and, and more of a spiritual sense. And um, yeah, a lot of things just began to make sense to me uh, through Wicca. Uh, for example, uh, you know the, the, the concept, for example, of hell and right. Satan, I never fully understood that. And Wicca, which basically does not recognize the existence of hell or Satan, uh, it, it just made more sense to me. I could not understand why a loving God that loves us so dearly would send us to a place of eternal Damnation. Uh, torture and punishment just because we have maybe not lived uh, the type of life that, that we should have. And so I, I really identified with um, the Wiccan uh, teachings there for a while. And at one point, in about 1982, I strayed from the Wiccan path for a while and uh, began studying Satanism, uh, being taught by Anton LaVey, founder of the Church of Satan. Yes. And uh, I only did that for a few months. So the thing that I noticed uh, when I started uh practicing Satanism was that, um, well, I had a lot of uh, adverse effects happen to me, a lot of uh, bad things Mm -hmm. happened to me. And so after a few months of that, uh, it pretty much became obvious to me that that Satanism, uh, to me anyway, was more just uh, an extension of Christianity, and it really didn't make any more sense than the what Christianity I had been taught. Well, would you say then, uh, Blair, that in your opinion, Satanism is the yin to Christianity's yang? I I believe so. Yeah. I really do. If you uh, study, you know, Satanism, especially the uh, Anton LaVey uh, and the Satanic Bible teachings, mm-hmm. uh, they're taking the exact opposite uh, beliefs that Christianity teaches, uh, and and I would say that's probably a very good, uh, a very accurate uh, comparison. I, I do believe it is, and um, you know some would say that Christianity uh, is an extreme, mm-hmm. and I believe that Satanism as well is also an extreme. I think it's important that we try to find a middle ground uh, where both sides of the coin are obvious to us. And did you find that middle ground? Well, you know, uh, for 30-plus years, I was a diehard Wiccan, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, when I began my paranormal uh, work, which started in 2006, my eyes began to be opened up uh, to—I started doing some more studying about Jesus and uh, Christianity, and what I found uh, is that— the whole the whole story of Jesus and and God and Christianity it makes far more sense if you look at it from a spiritual uh, point of view as opposed to what today's Orthodox religions teach. Um, I, I do believe that you know Jesus was a great man; he was mm-hmm. a healer and an exorcist. Uh, but unfortunately, what uh, the churches of today seem to teach. Um, well, I, I guess the only way I can describe it is that they've they've wandered from the real course. There, it, my my opinion is is that the church has never grown with the needs of the people. The church yeah, I has, would say that's true. The church has stayed in the past 
as as society has progressed, the church has remained in the past, and the church gives conflicting messages to to its followers. You know, uh, don't have any uh, false gods or idols, and yet, you know, you go into a lot of churches, and there you've got a statue of this saint, a statue of that saint. You know, it's, it's and thou shalt not kill, right? And how right. many people? Did God Himself kill? You know. The, oh, exactly. You know, so so I found it very confusing myself. How could this Father, our Father who art in heaven? Now, wait a minute. I'm a dad, and I would never. I could not imagine harming the hair on my child or any other person's child. You know, oh, we, thank you so much for saying that, because I have felt that way all along. Yeah. I would never sacrifice my own son for a bunch of sinners or rotten people. You know, I, I agree with you. I agree. And this, to me, was one of the most perplexing parts of religious philosophy. You can go out and, you know, uh, if if God is our Father... Of everyone, he created the earth, he created the sky, the animals, and the entire biblical scenario. And yet, you had a great flood that wiped off everybody on the planet, except for Noah and his family, according to the Bible. You had the massive destruction at Sodom and Gomorrah. You had, uh, when Moses separated the sea and all the Egyptians were drowned, the Egyptians that were killed by plague and so on and so forth. What kind of father does that? Oh, absolutely. And if if you look throughout uh, the annals of history, yeah. uh, so many people have lost their lives in the name of God. Oh, sure. Look at the Crusades. Yeah. You know, it's... And, and... Yeah, that's, that's just it. I, I've seen some Christian organizations out there that uh, are just as bad as some of these demonic yeah. uh, type of organizations. And yet there are there are religious organizations today that, in my opinion, are true cults. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some have said that about, well, for example, the Jehovah's Witnesses, exactly. for example. Exactly. They are often labeled as a cult. And, uh, you know, whenever you start uh, giving people uh, an ultimatum, mm-hmm. uh, you start uh, scaring them with threats, oh, you better do this, or you better believe this, or you're, mm-hmm. going, to, you're going to be punished and eternally, uh, you know, you're going to rot in hell sure. and all these horrible things. Whenever someone starts giving you ultimatums like that, it's time to start looking at the puzzle That's a little right. closer, because something's wrong here. It's a control you factor. Have... Yes, it's sheer control. Absolutely. Yeah, you know the way I look at the way I look at religion. Let's take Catholicism because that's the easiest one to understand. The Pope is the chairman of the board. The cardinals are the directors of the company. And then the people who go to church Sunday and give over their money into the church, they're the shareholders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've found that you don't have to go to church every Sunday to believe in God or to be a Christian. That's right. I, I think your relationship with God should be a personal one. I agree with you 100%. So, did you go back to Wicca? Yes, I did. Um during my satanic study, which was in 1982, uh, I only did it for about four or five months, and one of the events that happened, uh, in fact, I talk about it on my website uh, when you read some of my previous experiences, 
My mother was killed in a car accident during the months that I was practicing Satanism. And um, I honestly believed at the time that it was my actions uh, with Satanism that caused her untimely death. Uh, she later came to me in a dream state uh, and informed me that that was not the case. Uh, but I, I started having a lot of unfortunate things happening, fires breaking out, getting in fights with friends that I'd grown up with. Um, life just started turning into kind of a hell for me. And so, yes, I did leave uh, Satanism. I went back to Wicca, and I remained of the Wiccan faith uh, ever since, uh, up until just the last couple of years when I've, um, I, I still am... Uh, somewhat Wiccan, but I have looked, uh, I've given God and Jesus uh, a second chance by looking at their whole story from a spiritual sense, as opposed to the Christian sense. Because in my, in my opinion, that's the way it should be looked at, in a spiritual sense, because we're talking about something spiritual. And when we look at the Bible and who wrote the Bible, man wrote the Bible. Moses wrote the book of Genesis. You know, Paul wrote a lot of the, a lot of the, um, uh, the apostles. So we know that it was okay. men. We know that they interpreted the events as they saw them. And when you do right. things spiritually, you get to the heart of the matters. Yeah, we don't know if these men that wrote the Bible were mentally ill. We don't know if they were taking, uh, you know, psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, we don't know if they were having true uh, experiences. Yeah. And another thing about the Bible, too, is that uh, you know there are uh, some books that are not even in the Bible. For example, the book of Enoch, mm -hmm. which was actually the book before Genesis, uh, was not even uh, allowed in the Bible when the churches uh, produced it. Sure, that's going uh, back to the Council of Nicaea, way back when, when right, they decided what book... When I, I consider that the first editing of the Bible. Yeah, and Mary even had a book, which is yeah. not in the Bible. So there's so much there in the Bible that we don't know about. And my question is, is why do uh, these religions omit those books from the Bible? There's, are they hiding something from us? Good question. You and I will continue this very interesting conversation on the other side of this news break. Exxon Nation, my special guest this hour is Blair Jett. He's got a great website. I had a very interesting time this afternoon uh, getting ready for this interview, reading it. Go to www.ghosthauntings.org. That's www.ghosthauntings.org. Or you can find out more about Blair if you go to the xzonedirectory.com. Look for his name, click on the link, and there you'll have everything you'd like to know, well, basically, about my guest this hour. Blair Jett. Once again, www.ghosthauntings.org. Blair and I will return on the other side of this news break with some words from our fine sponsors as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
My name is Rob McConnell, and I would like to tell you about a very special lady that I have the pleasure of knowing, and that's Miss Sylvia Anthony. Sylvia Anthony believes the golden years are a time to gear up and get busy, not relax and take it easy. She has faced many hardships in her 84 years, but they have made her stronger and more determined. As founder and president of Sylvia's Haven, a shelter for women and their children near Boston, Sylvia has helped transform over 1,086 lives in the past 27 years, not only with housing, but also providing direction as to where they can go to develop the earning skills they want and need to live free from difficult domestic situations. Sylvia's Haven is everything to Sylvia Anthony, even calling it her magnificent obsession. Women who qualify for the program at Sylvia's Haven receive assistance via guidance counselors to find the appropriate job opportunity. Women and their children may remain at the housing for up to two years. At the end of this time, or sooner, a woman who is successfully employed and has an apartment or home may leave Sylvia's Haven to begin a new and independent life. Now this is where you come in to help make Sylvia's dream into a reality. Sylvia's dream is to have a Sylvia's Haven in every state to help as many women and their children as she can and to help this dream come true. A crowdfunding site has been established which can be accessed at www.sylviasdream.org. Now that's www.sylviasdream.org. With your financial help and support, Sylvia Anthony will continue to help those in their time of need, not only in the Boston area, but with her dream of having a Sylvia's Haven in every state of the United States. Your help is needed to make Sylvia's dream come true. Please visit and give at www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. And remember, the only difference between a dream and reality is just doing it. We need your help to make Sylvia's dream come true. Visit www.sylviasdream.org. Once again, www.sylviasdream.org. For the Exxon Radio TV show and the X Chronicles newspaper, I am Rob McConnell. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com Gospel, sell a couple bottles of dark 
And welcome back, everyone. Blair Jett is my special guest. Blair's website is www.ghosthauntings.org. That's ghosthauntings.org. All right, Blair, you told us how you went through the different, uh, you started off in Christianity, you went to Wiccan, you then decided to check uh, the Church of Satan out. Didn't like that very much. So you went back to the Church of Wicca. But you also decided to give Jesus and God a second chance looking at the entire scenario through the eyes of spirituality, if I can use that as a paraphrase. What was it that made you decide to become a paranormal investigator and do the work that you're doing within the paranormal? Well, back in uh, 2006, I uh, had I owned a few different websites, mm-hmm. and naturally any website entrepreneur is going to try to find things of interest that uh, will attract uh, visitors. And the ironic thing about this is, you know, all of these Ghost Hunter TV shows, uh, they started up around 2004. Yeah. At that time, I was living in the state of Washington, and I didn't even have television. Uh, I had never seen any of these ghost hunting shows. Uh, but in 2006, I thought, well, hey, maybe I should start a website retelling ghost stories and, and true uh, photos of mm-hmm. ghosts. And so I started uh, ghosthauntings.org out uh, in June of 2006, and the website, it took off like wildfire. Uh, I was amazed at the responses I was getting, and I was getting a lot of people contacting me asking for help with their own paranormal experiences. And, you know, around that time, I was still kind of green in the field, Mm -hmm. and I did not have all of the answers. And uh, it was just a collaboration over the years of uh, researching and studying and uh, trying to help people that I, I, it just kind of picked up like a career. You know what? Uh, after having talked to you for the last 40 minutes, I'll bet you there's still a lot that you keep on trying to learn because is there such a thing when talking about the paranormal about knowing everything there is to know? Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that there, you know, if you really think about it, uh, there really are no real experts mm-hmm. in the field. Um, I, I don't care what you've experienced is, and, and, and what you have learned, you learn something new every day. Yeah. And that rule definitely applies to me. Uh, you know, over the first few years I was doing this, uh, for example, uh, I didn't believe in the existence of demons until a few years later when I uh, ran into some. <laughs> and and I, I'm constantly learning something new every day. What was your, what kind of run-in did you have with a demon, or demons, plural? Well, when I started out the first few years and people would contact me and talk about demons, my initial response would be, I have found no real concrete evidence mm-hmm. to prove the existence of demons or hell. Uh, a few years later, uh, actually it was uh, just a few years ago in 2010, I became ill and was having a lot of health problems, and I couldn't figure out why uh, I was having all of these problems. I then um, I deal with a uh, shaman by the name of John Livingston. I've had a professional relationship with him for many years, and I often refer hardcore cases to him. Uh, that I need help with. And John informed me that I had some demonic attachments. 
and they were keeping me sick, and and these were the cause of my ailments. Wow. And so at John's recommendation, I let him perform a clearing on me and remove the demonic attachments. And shortly after that, my health began improving, and I started uh, started learning a little more about, hey, maybe I was wrong about this. Mm-hmm. And then ironically, just a few months after that, I was contacted by a local family here in Coleman, Alabama, that were having paranormal activity in their home. And our team went out there and we investigated it. Uh, it was a three-week investigation. And uh, then we found that there were demons in the home, and they were literally attacking the residents of the home. Uh, Even a couple of the team members on our team here at the Paranormal Research Alliance uh, were even attacked. And that really opened my eyes. I was a changed man after that because for so long I kept telling everyone, you know, there's no such thing, there's no Mm -hmm. such thing. And then all of a sudden I'm faced with this and you know, it, it totally changed my point of view completely. Did you see these demons? Did they manifest themselves? And if so, what did they look like? Well, the residents of the house did see them. Uh, they, we got their their report. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not actually see them with my own eyes. However, in fact, this investigation is on our website. It's titled A Happy Ending Haunting. And... Uh, we did catch some pictures of some gruesome-looking, disfigured uh, beings in an ecto-type of mist. And when we were examining these photos, mm-hmm. the homeowner looked at the photo and said, that's the demon right there. That's the demon I saw. Um, and so I did not actually physically see them with my eyes, right. uh, but the homeowner testified that that was the demon that he had seen. And then people started getting attacked. Uh, the homeowner's girlfriend was attacked. Now, when you go out to do an investigation with your team, uh, does anybody do a psychological profile on the people who are reporting the activity or, or the possession to see if there is anything that they themselves may be manifesting? Uh, I actually engage in a very long uh, pre-interview with mm-hmm. clients. Uh, sometimes it will take as long as an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, and I wouldn't call myself a, uh, a mental health expert, but I, I have developed a keen sense and a keen eye to uh, spot the difference between paranormal activity and possible psychological issues. And I have to admit, in this field, uh, yes, you do run into a lot of people that have mental illness or psychological issues. Uh, and after a while, you learn to be able to determine uh, the difference between what's paranormal and what is not. And so, yes, I do screen people pretty okay. heavily. And I've had some people uh, come to me with very severe problems, and I have diagnosed the situation as uh, psychiatric issues, and this person needs uh, professional help. Let me ask you a question. With all the studies and all the the investigating that you've done within the different religious philosophies, is there a heaven, in your opinion? And if there is, is there a hell? Well, uh, of course, with my Wiccan uh, teachings, they teach that there is no place called hell or Satan. Mm-hmm. Um 
And I have uh, also Wicca teaches about reincarnation that you we on average we live about anywhere from five to seven lives before we stop reincarnating and move on into the heavenly realm. Uh, through my talks with uh, the shaman healer uh, John Livingston, uh, he has confirmed, and in his shaman journeys. He reports that he cannot find any place called hell and cannot find any being called uh, Satan. Uh, and he confirmed the, my Wiccan beliefs in that, yes, we continue to reincarnate until we have perfected life here on earth. Once we have accomplished uh, life on earth in the physical realm, then we will move on into the heavenly realm. And there are other jobs, I guess you could say, assignments waiting for us once we move on into that realm. We can be uh, spirit guides, guardian angels, uh, but according to John Livingston anyway, there truly is a place called heaven where the streets are lined with gold and people do dance. But um, we can't find any sign of a hell. Where is heaven? Well, John, anyway, uh, explains it is it is. Uh, in a sense, way up in the clouds, mm -hmm. far beyond this uh, realm that we live in. Uh, as we know, there there are many different uh, uh, galaxies out there besides our own. And right. he has implied that it's it's way up in uh, beyond the clouds, really. That's the best I can determine. We talked about an investigation that you did where this... This family was being taunted and tormented by demons. Are demons part of the ghost family, or are ghosts and demons totally different? Well, ghosts are uh, usually deceased human beings, or unless it's a residual haunting, it, it's actually energy that is trapped at a location. Whereas demons... Uh, they are really not of human origin. Mm -hmm. They have existed since the very beginning of time. Uh, so no, they're they're not really the same as deem as ghosts. Um, uh, they are rare. Uh, demonic activity is rare, but they do exist. And in my research, I seem to have found uh, that people can actually uh, manifest demons through their thought forms and their, their negative ways of thinking hmm. and their actions. All right. Ouija boards, uh, talking about people can actually manifest demons and, and, and uh, negative entities. What, in your opinion, is the validity of a Ouija board? Well, I, I believe the Ouija board is a means of communicating with the other side. And mm -hmm. In fact, I'm, I'm unhappy that uh, these toy manufacturers are, are marketing them as a toy. Yeah. Uh, Ouija boards, are they, they really do work, but they're dangerous. And I generally tell the average people to stay away from them. Uh, if you don't know what you're dealing with, uh, you're, you're probably going to regret playing with the board. I've had uh, probably at least 90% of the people I have spoken to uh, that have played with the Ouija board have all reported negative uh, consequences from using it. And a lot of it is to do that when you use the Ouija board, you're actually summoning what is called low-level spirits. Uh, these are often spirits that have had a, a tumultuous life and... Uh, 
are are malevolent to some degree. So how would you how would you correct the damage that a a person has done with playing with a Ouija board and opening up a porthole so that these malevolent spirits come in? How do you get rid of them? Well, the first thing is uh, healing for the affected individual. Their their mind, their thoughts are the first thing you have to work on. You have to heal them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found personally through what I have been taught, because I have performed clearings, and in this one story we were talking about uh, with the demons in the home, I actually exercised the demons. And I have found that the archangels are the true uh, force behind it. Uh, What I explain to people is that it's kind of like this. God is like the mayor of the city, Mm -hmm. and the archangels are his police force. Well, if you witness a crime being committed, you wouldn't call the mayor's office, would you? No, of course not. You would call the police. Yeah. And that's what the archangels are. They are in charge of different responsibilities here on this realm. Uh, For example, Archangel Michael, for example. Uh, he, He is the defender. And it's through belief, mental conditioning, and faith in the archangels that a person can recover from these types of experiences. Do you have any do's and don'ts for anyone who might be considering uh, to become a ghost hunter or they might want to dabble in it? Well, uh, my probably my first recommendation is uh, uh, don't believe everything you see on television. I know a lot of people are inspired by these TV shows to become a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot more to this uh, profession than what you're going to see on television. And I can say from personal experience, they are very real. And I would suggest uh, doing basically what I did. Uh, I, I studied and I researched for years. Uh, I started in 2006, and it wasn't until about 2009 that I finally decided I wanted to become an investigator and uh, start doing investigations. I think education is the key, and be careful when you step into it. You've got to know what you're dealing with. You and I have to take our final break. Please stand by, Blair. Blair uh, Jett is our special guest, Exonation. He is with the uh, Paranormal Research Alliance. His website is www.ghosthauntings.com. Dot O-R-G. That's www.ghosthauntings.org. They have a 1-800 number. Would you like me to get the number up, Blair? Sure, that'd be fine. 1-888-531-4666. That's Blair Jett and the Paranormal Research Alliance at 1-888-531-4666. And Blair and I will be back on the other side of this short commercial break. As we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Send me your emails. X-Zone at xzoneradiotv.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? 
Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Ships of the land, ships of the morn Some who wish they'd never been born They are the ghosts of Cape Horn All around a riddle-de-rum With a rim-dim-diddy and a rum Sailing away at the break of dawn They are the ghosts of Exonation uh, Blair Jett is my special guest. He's the gentleman behind ghosthauntings.org and the Paranormal Research Alliance. Their number is one 531 4666 That's one 531 4666 Blair, uh, what I'd like to ask you is when you and your team go out and uh, do an investigation where there is definite paranormal activity, how do you people protect yourself? How do you protect yourselves from not bringing unwanted spirits home with you? And how do you protect yourself from being possessed yourselves? Well, once again, we, we call upon the archangels. Uh, prior to going into an investigation, we all say a prayer mm-hmm. for protection. And uh, we use the archangels, uh, especially Archangel Michael. And at the end of the investigation, we will uh, do another prayer to the archangels. 
And uh, we have a Native American Indian gentleman on our team who practices smudging. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we also do smudging. And I think uh, mental strength is the key. If you have a weak mind, you're more likely to fall victim to these uh, entities and have them follow you. Whereas if you have a strong mind and strong faith, uh, they, they really can't do a whole lot to you. What, what would you like to tell the Exxon Nation tonight? What, what information would you like to share with them as, as a parting thought? Well, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, uh, one question I am often asked by people is, uh, that don't know anything about this field is, are ghosts real? Mm -hmm. And yes, they are real. And although some people in this field will tell you there is no such thing as demons, I have learned through personal experience, yes, there are. And please, if you're going to dabble in this stuff, be educated, be strong, and be careful. For people who are listening who may be having some paranormal activity within their homes, whether they're in the United Kingdom, Canada, Asia, wherever, how can they tell a legitimate ghost hunter from a wannabe ghost hunter? Well, if you don't know much about the field, it's very easy to fall victim to uh, a wannabe ghost hunter. Um, often wannabe ghost hunters are very, very sure of themselves and one of the things I've noticed when I talk to some of these people is they lack professionalism. Someone that isn't, doesn't act in a professional manner, and you can usually tell by sitting down and talking with someone. Uh, be leery of those people, and do your research, too. Any legitimate ghost hunter out there will have a website, will have a legitimate means of contact. Blair, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure. Uh, to you and the Paranormal Research Alliance, uh, keep the great work up, and I look forward to speaking to you again here in the X-Zone in the very near future. Thank you for having me, Rob, and I look forward to talking with you again as well. Take care of yourself, Blair. You too. Good night now. X-Zone Nation, my guest this hour has been Blair Jett, and that's uh, Blair, J-E-T-T. -T. He is the gentleman behind the Paranormal Research Alliance. Their website is www.ghosthauntings.com. Org. And you can actually contact Blair and the Paranormal Research Alliance by calling 1-888-531-4666. That's 1-888-531-4666. And their website, once again, is www.ghosthauntings.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the Exxon, investigating the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology and all topics in between, don't go away.